Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, your host for the Spirit Seeker Hour, which comes to you each and every week. We have been on Tuesday nights for more years than I remember, and um, starting in June, we will be switching to Thursday night. Um, same time, uh, same everything, just uh, a different evening. Um, I just want to mention a few announcements before I bring uh, the evening, this evening's guest onto the air. Um, Spirit Seekers June issue is at the printer. We will be uh, distributed in three days, believe it or not. So we were coming out uh, before the holiday weekend, and the magazine will be at several conferences uh, this next month, but we will have a booth at the Chicago um, Body, Mind, Spirit Expo, and I will uh, be a speaker at that conference on Saturday uh, teaching a class on using feng shui to enhance your wealth and prosperity. Uh, we will also be at the Transformation Conference on uh, June 9th and 11th, and that is in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Last announcement um, is that we do have several free tickets for Between the Worlds and American Journey. It's in St. Louis on June 8th through June 11th, and it's all about uh, democracy and how we can come together um, from different cultures and create a new vision of what uh, the democratic process looks like. So it's uh, dance, uh, theater, rap, spoken word music, uh, so if you would like tickets for that event in St. Louis, by all means, send us an email to info at spiritseeker.com, and we'll be happy to um, share those tickets with you. The other thing is is that we do share books, CDs, DVDs, all kinds of wonderful things that come to Spirit Seeker, just like these tickets. And all you have to do is be on our email list, and uh, we send out a weekly email newsletter letting you know who the radio show guest is uh, that week. We let you know um, the articles that are in that magazine and about other mind, body, spirit events um, throughout the U.S. and into Canada. So all you have to do is send an email to info at spiritseeker.com asking to be added to our email list, and then um, you will know about all of these wonderful happenings. Okay, that is it for announcements. Um, I am now going to bring my guest on. My guest this evening is Prima Lee, um, uh, Prima Lee Guerreri. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, she is an author, um, and she works as uh, all kinds of things, but her book is the number one best-selling uh, book called Your Sacred Wealth, Unlock Your Soul Blueprint for Purpose and Prosperity. She has her hands in many things. She's a, a leading Vedic astrologer. She's a business consultant, an energy practitioner, and a spiritual coach with more than 25 years of experience. She has um, owned a yoga studio. She's been a yoga teacher. She's trained yoga teachers. She's done a lot of different things. And um, this this book is what has come throughout all of her experience, and um, it's a beautiful book. So, Prima, are you there? Hello? Okay, I don't know. Um, let me try this again. Uh, Prima, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me now? Okay, I have... I can. I don't know what was happening with the switchboard, Yay. but okay. Hey, well, I'm thank so happy you. to be and, here. This is wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I have been looking forward to this interview. Um, you are a fascinating person. I I love Vedic astrology. Um, oh cool. I, I oh absolutely. You know, and um, you know, it's it's different than Western astrology, and most people are like, what is that? You know, and and more people know about Ayurveda now, but they still don't necessarily know about the um, Vedic astrology. So, uh, you know, as part of tonight, I would love for you to cover that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just wherever you want to start, because this is going to be a fun interview. <laughs> so I'll let you start with wherever you want to start, and I'll interject questions here and there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's a really fun place to start. You know, what is what is Vedic astrology? And I love that you mentioned Ayurveda, because... You know, Deepak Chopra, uh, he really made brought Ayurveda to the West. And if you look at his, just to bring a little Vedic astrology in, he brought it, you know, he was really wired up to um, to do something like that. And it was beautiful that that's what he chose to do. But uh, Ayurveda translates into the science of life. And Vedic astrology, which the Sanskrit word is Jyotish, uh, translates into the science of light. So Vedic astrology, as well as Ayurveda, comes from the Vedas. Um, 
spiritual texts that are 6,000 plus years old. It, they're, um, it's a branch of the Vedas, and it's a very live practice. It's a science and an art is, is the way I look at it. It is a science. Um, it's used live in India and now coming throughout the world. Uh, and for everything from what's the weather patterns to who should marry who to you know life purpose and, and lots of things, I use it because I believe it is an amazing representation of your soul blueprint and your soul choices. So I'm a very humanistic um, Vedic astrologer. I do a lot of work with helping people to understand themselves and why they're here and how they're wired up for uh, wealth, which is not just money, that's fulfillment. We'll talk more about that. But it is uh, an incredible science, but it's an art to read it. I'm an intuitive. I have the ability to look into that science and read it. It differs from Western astrology uh, in some respects. We keep time a little differently. We're looking at the same constellations but from a different viewpoint. So, for instance, your birthday tends to be, your your sun sign tends to be uh, a sign beforehand because we have about 22 de- degrees of difference. And um, but anyway, it's 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 an amazing amazing study. It is incredibly deep. It's a lifelong study. I still study with my mentor, and it's we have a lot of different. It's like having a, a, a an amazing multifaceted, uh, let's say, temple that we can put you or an area of your life in the middle of, and we can walk to all these different rooms in the temple, and to, and from that room, how does it look from here, and how does that look from here, and how does your life purpose look from over here, and up here, and down here? Yep, that's that's what it's looking like. I don't use it for prediction, because I believe prediction robs people of choice. I use it to help people understand themselves and the celestial weather, and how you can best use, go with the energy at hand. So even if it's a cruddy time, you know, energetically, like there's times that are like that, like last year, let's say, uh, that we know how to navigate, and I help you to navigate through that time, still staying on purpose, still, you know, getting your mission out in the world and not having to get blown off track because now you know, well, I can't really wear my bikini because it's not really sunny out there. I actually have to suit up because I'm going to have to trek through, you know, a muddy, wet climate for a little while, but there's still a way to get there. We just have a better strategy. That's a good way to explain it. I mean, you know, I've only had a Vedic astrology reading a couple of times. Um, And the one time, it was a a reading by one of Amici's Vedic astrologers. And you know what's really interesting? She was able to look into my chart, and um, I had had just fallen and broken my leg. I, I broke my shattered my knee and my ankle in three spots and she she looked at my chart and asked me if i'd had a fall like that in 2006 and i said how can you possibly know that i said i lived in a wheelchair for 12 weeks that year too and she said it's in your chart and then she said you have the propensity it's in your chart that there's a possibility of another one of these in um 2012 or no 2016 and i was just like I mean, I had never had a Vedic astrologer, you know, do the predictions in that way. And I said, I don't understand. How how can you, how can this be? And she said, it's the same lesson. She said, get the lesson, and then you don't need to fall again in, in 2016. And I said, get the lesson. <laughs> you can imagine. And, and, and then I understood. She said, what happened in your life both times when you had these great falls? And I said, I had to allow people to help me and notice those words. I had to allow. Yes. You know, I had normally am a do it right, do it yourself girl. And you know, and that really she was spot on with the lesson was allowing other people to love, support and be there for me and a, and you know, and it it took being knocked down, but that wasn't the only lesson. I but I know what you're talking about. There's layers to this and it's different than um it, to me it's more I wouldn't say it's more scientific, but it is. It's more in depth um, with the way the Vedic astrologers look at it. It's it's just very different. And and we're all really different. But the I'm all about bringing it down to the practical. And yes, we are looking at you know what is what are the soul choices and and what is like in that interpretation. What's the what's the lesson? What are you wanting to wake yourself up to? 
you know um you might might those might have been times when mars was coming to your moon for instance and and that's a, that can be depending on your sign and and you know an accident prone type of a time it's a time where it's like yeah let's not go rock climbing then okay <laughs> you know um so again you know, just predict, predicting um that that weather but the 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 thing is is that we put ourselves on a soul level i believe in some of these situations because not necessarily to struggle but it does take a little wrestling with this experience to grow ourselves and there's lots of different ways to grow and I prefer to grow from the inside out but sometimes we have to grow from the outside in sometimes we have to bump up against something um so um it's it's a vast 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 uh subject and we all read a little different and we all have a different you know a different focus but again when you know what the um what the energy might present or the soul cycle you're in um because we've got that's a whole other aspect of things uh then you we can make you aware of I can be aware of myself and help my you know the people that I serve uh be aware of what's what's coming up so if you kind of ch- if you chose this bump in the road on a soul level Hmm. Or if this is a um, a vulnerability that you might have, and then I look at your life and I look at what you've been through, and I look at and I and I know some of the beliefs that you might have, because you know some of the challenges we take on through the beliefs and the culture that we live in, and um, our blessed parents and um, and everything else. Then you know, then we can we can also know that hey this is going to be a sensitive time and what situation can we put you in so that you can actually get really the 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 juice the jiva from this vulnerable time and not be in a place where you just end up like like frozen so there's times to not put yourself out in the world and there's times to put yourself out in the world but i'm going to weave it around to the definition of wealth so my book is your sacred wealth code uh, unlock your soul blueprint for purpose and prosperity. There is a, uh, and I, and actually, I'm going to tell you first. This, yeah, I actually I'm going to do that. Okay, so I'm getting, I'm downloading information. I'm an intuitive, so when I do that, it's just <laughs> I'm organizing it, and I'm going to come back and make good sense of it because I really like to be practical about things. I want to retouch on the lesson you talked about, and then I want to come back and talk about wealth from this perspective and where purpose and prosperity is in your Vedic astrology chart and why I came to this whole thing. So I'll weave those two together. You had mentioned, you know, um, you know that you had a fall and you had to have help. Uh, very independent girl. I can relate completely. I lived on my own since I was very young. I've been very independent. My father used to say jokingly, um, but not not so jokingly, oh, we can put her in New York City, you know, naked, and and she'll come out with a hundred bucks and fully clothed, you know. Uh, And, you know, in a way that's a compliment, but actually that held me back from a lot of things because I could do a lot of things on my own because I had to. And I wasn't able to I thought I had this whole giving and receiving thing really down. I really thought I had it, and I call it the circle of giving and receiving. But this is how this is at the point that I really this information started to download through me the sacred wealth code is when I had my yoga center about ten years or so ago. I was doing a lot of the work that I do under the guise of being a yoga teacher. Sometimes I'd question it and then I would sit and sit in meditation about it. I'd get guidance about it and be like, No, actually you can do whatever you want under that guise. So I had this beautiful healing art and yoga center that I had practitioners and this is a thirty five hundred square foot, just pristine, beautiful building. We built it out, had windows all around. It was it was just an amazing, beautiful place. And I was teaching and doing my intuitive work, and I had gotten into the Vedic astrology, and I had healers there and training teachers, and um, really felt on purpose. I really felt like I am doing my thing. And I had a big business, and it was a six-figure-in-sales business. And the truth of it was that I wasn't taking much of that home with me. And I have a family, and I have uh, at that time I had a, a Brady Bunch family. I have two kids of my own, and I have two stepkids. And... Things are starting to fall apart at the seams a bit um, for a number of reasons, and one of them was that I was working really hard, and I kept—I wasn't able quite to figure out, like, if I really am on purpose, why is the money flowing but not really flowing to me? You know, there was debt and overhead and all those things. And so about three years in, I really 
was like doing any any of the clearing I could do. Like there must be, you know, I'm living in from the inside out. There must be some furniture inside I I could rearrange, you know, and get this flow going right. right. And I couldn't. I I tried a lot of things, and I just really was on my knees about it, and really asked, and I got and I started to get help, which was the good news. Uh, my landlord would not downsize me, and it could have been done very easily in in my eyes. And I was locked into a lease for another. This was like the last year, so I was locked into the lease for another nine, six to nine months or so. And I was tried to get a partner. I, oh, we tried to turn it into a nonprofit. We tried to sell it, and all these things like almost happened, and then they didn't. And I just was really told, you know, you're going to have to let this go. And I didn't know quite how I would let it go because I had this lease, and, and then I, my marriage had fallen apart, and so I just had gotten divorced. And one of my clients came up to me and said, you really need to ask for help. Um, you need to ask your community to support you through this next few months and the support the center. And I was like, wow, I can't, you know, I can't do that. I can ask them to buy something, but I can't ask them to, like, give me money. She's like, no, no, you really can, and they will. And I said, well, I, I don't want, and she said, no, no, I'll help you. So she helped me write a letter, a heartfelt letter, and it was really, really vulnerable for me because I, no one really knew that I was really struggling. And so I had, and I still have a stack of the most beautiful cards and letters that said the essence of, some literally said these words, and they all, it was amazing, said the essence of these words is thank you for giving me the opportunity to help you. And it always brings tears to my eyes because it just hit home. Like, I was on the give all the time, but that's that's not being very gracious, actually. I didn't have the receiving part down, but that opened me up to receiving in the biggest way, receiving help, receiving you know monetary help. So I was able to transition things with the center, let it go. And I really, though, at that time was really in what I call the dark night of my soul. And if any of you are out there and are there now or have been, where you just look around and where you look around, it's like there's no going in any direction. The only direction is down on your knees and it just doesn't seem like a very light-filled time and you're not sure what's next. It's all about surrender. And I just was asked to surrender everything. So... I was. I just vowed that I was going to figure this out. I was going to figure out what was going on. And one of the things that was going on that I was really functioning from part of the shadow side of my wealth code, I didn't have it in those terms until I really, this work really came through me during that process. But I was really stuck in, uh, I was serving, and I was, I'm a great teacher and a sage, and I have all these great gifts, but I was also using my administrative talents and my facilitation talents and those I'm really good at, and I've been hired by companies to do that, but those are not my highest value gifts. That's not my brilliance. And my and I was wasting energetic currency doing those things where I could have hired help and, and you know, had a team. And, and so that doing it alone thing was that shadow side that really, really took that whole center out from underneath me. So this work started to download through this deep spiritual work that I did, and I got it. I could never go forward alone, and I really needed to step in and just really focus on what are my divine gifts. So I turned around and I asked my father for a sum of money. I had never asked him to lend me anything. I had no idea if he would, and he was he was grateful to, and he had it at the time, which was which was beautiful. And I hired a a very heart-centered business coach, and I went back to work with my astrology mentor, my spiritual mentor, and an assistant. And and within you know a half a year's time, I turned my business around. I was in private practice. My you know I was um, quadrupled. You know I I was making a very generous income that's only gone up from there. But the work started just to pour through me, and um, and I just feel so blessed at what I've been able to be part of for myself and for others but that's where the sacred wealth code was really born was from that really challenging time so i just want anyone out there to know that if you're in one of those times you've had one there's something in there so special for you there's a gift in there for you i loved how you put in your book um 
you know, that you just had not focused on your high-value gifts. And, I, and I, I love how you talked about Maidana yogas, the energies which exist in that sweet spot where purpose and prosperity meet. When I read that, I yeah. was just like, that's really, like, there it is. Like, in one sentence, you said so much. And then the next paragraph, you talk about the fact that you weren't fully aligned with your soul's natural blueprint for wealth, prosperity, ease, and joy. And yet, in six months, once you let the other go, you were able to, like, totally turn it around, which um, that's what this whole book is very inspirational. And I, I love how you have the questioning um, at the end of the chapters. And then um, I, I, I forgot to do this, but I, um, I know that you said that exercises marked with the double stars uh, or double asterisks, you can actually download it in an audio format. That is, like, really nice that you give that. There's a whole portal, like, like so. There's videos and audios for all of for for the, like eight different practices. So the book is a, a workbook and a playbook, and, and and I teach it as a retreat, and um, it's it's a whole experience really, and it and it's fun to do with someone else or do on your own. But then you there's practices and meditations that you can work through in the book, but you can also go on the online portal, and then I'll lead you through them. So it's you can have your own your own mini workshop with that, but I'd love to circle back to because I want to get to this piece of Donna Yoga's, and that is that intersection of purpose and prosperity. That's literally what your sacred wealth code is. It's the intersection in your soul blueprint of purpose and prosperity. So in Vedic astrology, we have a term called Donna Yoga's. There's a lot of different yogas in Vedic astrology. They are the unions of different planets and. Um, houses different energies and how they yoke together to create another energy some of them are fabulous some of them are challenges to work through well dana yogas are your prosperity yogas your wealth yogas in vedic astrology um, my interpretation this is oh any of this is my interpretation my interpretation of the meaning of wealth is everything you need it's acquiring everything you need to fulfill your purpose and all your purpose houses are followed by a wealth house and wealth is different than money. Let's just face it. Wealth has laced within it fulfillment, um, satisfaction at some level. Because everything you want and everything you want to create and do and be and have is to feel a particular way. And so you're, you know, if you think about that, like, oh, like everything I need to acquire is to fulfill what I'm really here to you know, what my purpose is. Now, you have more than one purpose. You have your movement, your mission in the world. You have your purpose in your relationships. You have your purpose in your well-being. You have your purpose, um, you know, in many, in your parent, in many different facets of life. And money is something that's a common energy of exchange that's replaced other resources or the way we acquire other resources these days. But really, as far as Arta, which is your wealth houses, acquiring what you need, it's the it's the food you need, the nourishment, the knowledge, the sustenance, the resources, even the relationships. Like, what do you need to fulfill your purpose? That's that true definition of wealth. And purpose and prosperity are at this intersection, so to speak, in your soul blueprint. And when you learn to live at that intersection, you are connected to your sacred wealth code. And we can talk a little bit more about how you get there and all that, but I'll just go ahead and pause there for a moment. Well, and you know, um, from a, the one part that I found fascinating, well, several parts, but this one was that by age seven, many mm-hmm. of, um, we have already lost touch with, you know, the, the personal sacred wealth code. And, you know, I know that, you know, studies show that by age three, your personality is set. You know, in the first seven years, it's physical. The next seven years is your emotional development. The next seven years, spiritual. And then our, um, when we were in physical, uh, physical, mental, when you're in school, then then um, emotional, and then spiritual, you know. And I thought, okay, so what is it that happens at age seven, you know, that, all of a sudden that's lost. Is it just that all of a sudden our brains are stuffed with all the other knowledge? Well, I don't, I don't know that I actually said it's, it's lost. But, like, here's in my belief system the way I understand it. By age seven, age seven is when you really land with your feet on the earth. Before that, you're not fully here. And, and so um, most of us pick up a, most – there's a lot of cultural conditioning coming at us, okay? A lot of beliefs and 
uh, and programming, and that's happening all along. But by eight, like by the time we're age seven, age ten, there has been so much imprinting on us that it that imprinting can overshadow uh, or is laid over some of our natural tendencies, our natural gifts. We're told, no, use your right hand, not your left hand. You know, um, oh, yeah. do it this way. You know, conform to a time frame. Kids aren't even really fully here yet. Okay, so right. uh, and and some people like I want everyone to think right now of what's well, first. Let me define a high value gift. A high value gift is something that you know you're incredibly brilliant at, whether you've owned it yet or not, that you can only do in the way that you can do it. Typically, it's unless you've already done some of the self-discovery and put this into action for yourself and cleared some stuff, it's typically something you're not getting paid for, but you give away freely. It's just your unique brilliance. So if you, that is what the world actually will pay you really well for, if I just want to put it in those terms. That's what the world wants from you is your unique genius like me, not just what I was good at. I could run the show. I can run a team of coaches. I can run a company. No, not that. What I'm uniquely good at, this living from the inside out, creating business from the inside out, understanding how you're wired up, helping people to have liberation. So, you know, that unique gift is what will be valued the most by everyone else, but you have to value it the most. So that's part of that's part of the unlocking of it. So our high-value gifts, you know, you take on so much messaging as a kiddo that, you know, they tend to get buried. Not not all of them, but everybody think about maybe a high-value gift that you have that you're still using. And I'm sure you have one, but there's plenty that you probably are, are under some layers that need to be peeled back and, and revealed to you again. Well, and I, I think when people are have many gifts, like like such as yourself, mm-hmm. like you just explained, yeah. that's where it's really like. I mean, I, I think agree. that's the key to unlocking it is to figure out. Okay, I can do all that. I can be all these things. But what is it that intrinsically I love, and people value? Yeah, and that is, and that's the magic of the sacred wealth code because when you understand what your wealth code actually is, then you can hone in, what I teach you to do is to hone in on the high-value gifts that that part of your wealth code, which is represented by a body of archetypes because archetypal language is a soul language. And uh, like I can say to you, the artist, the teacher, the magician, the administrator, and you you know what I'm talking There's a whole story that's already happened inside you just mentioning those words. The sacred wealth code archetypes downloaded... <sighs> Um, through me, and they are unique. They're a little more unique. When you read the definitions of them, they are really about um, your, uh, like how, your gifts, and um, they're unique to purpose and prosperity. That's the language they're written in, so that you can discover. You know, and I teach you how to discover. Like even out of all the gifts that maybe one of those archetypes has, part of your wealth code, which of those gifts are actually yours. So I teach you to tune in and hone in with those. Of course, if I do a reading, I, I really, you know, I give a lot of this to you. But my book takes you through a self-discovery process to discover this. Because when you, when I can get you to shift your attention on using maybe three of your high-value gifts that one part of your wealth code might, might have, then you will be able to... Imagine it this way. You can be a laser beam or you can then be a floodlight. Now, a floodlight... Um, is not as specific as a laser beam is. You need to manifest anything. You need some focus. You need to take, you know, and for anyone to be attracted to you, you have to have your energy at least focused enough in in one frequency so that someone can tell what you're really about, especially with all the noise in the universe right now. So, like, one of my uh, dear friends and clients, I was just working with her sacred wealth code, and she has the regal, purposeful artist slash administrator, and she is a creative a creativity teacher. And it took her a while, but what we figured out for her is 
she has this ability to really bring things down uh, and help people understand their purpose through their creativity and what the what the creativity what the per- what their creativity's purpose is and then brings it into a, a practical place. And she, because she's an administrator, she can see, which is the leader who's very organized and can see what needs to be done when and where, she can oversee uh, a project for them and actually get them all the way through that creative project. But until she, we got that for her, she was you know, just stating that, okay, well, I'm going to help you paint or find your creativity as opposed to, no, let's get all the way through it into fruition. That's beautiful. You know, uh, how is it, okay, if you will explain to to the listeners, you have the archetypes, but then you have broken them down by the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, mm-hmm. all of the different um, planets, planet, Saturn, yeah. Jupiter. So when you were just talking about your friend, I'm like, okay, she's a Saturn administrator. She's a Venus artist. You got and then, it. <laughs> um, and then what was the third one you said? Well, she's a leader. She's a well, son. Well, actually, I didn't. What I said was that she's a regal, purposeful artist okay. administrator. Now, the reason um, – now, now, I actually did her wealth code reading. The, um, the, the description of the artist and the administrator are fully in the book. When I actually do a reading and I look at your chart – then I'm going to add some qualifiers or maybe tie a couple of archetypes together depending on how they're actually laid out within your Vedic astrology chart. So because of where hers are, um, she actually, those are both in Leo for her and Leo happens to be her ninth house. So that's her divine purpose house. So that brings in that purposeful quality. The regal quality brings in from Leo. So just depending on how they're wired up so that, those, it refines, it starts to refine the archetype and the gifts even further. Well, I absolutely love how, okay, so I'm just going to read one. The leader, ruled by sun, confident, brilliant, purposeful, courageous, committed, authentic, positive, inspiring, passionate, empowered, visionary, vital, integrous, trustworthy. And then there's a mantra, I lead from the heart. Then the soul desire to live up to your highest potential and guide others uh, to theirs for the greatest good of all. Purpose, to live in the present, free from the past, and to create an ideal future. When um, when you're in the shadow vibration, arrogant, narcissistic, addicted to power, over-controlling. And then you go into, you know, how to work with this energy for the best and highest good and, um, and often, you know, the different um, professions that fall into this category. I mean... You really give a lot of information, and then you talk about the high-value gifts of each particular archetype. Yeah, and, you know, I want uh, – the way that I asked for this to be downloaded and when I went to really – because I've been doing this organically with people for a long time, so when it, you know, I got that tap on the shoulder, like, no, really, like, write the book. Don't just – you know, I've got trainings and everything for this, but and I have a program around it. And, but uh, the, the book, it was interesting because I was like, well, I, my – I want this to be timeless, uh, and I want this to be a potent language. Like Sanskrit's an incredibly potent language. Well, I wanted this to be timeless and potent so that you could come back to this again and again and find more and more of yourself. So the intention, I think, really played out because I'm probably the the biggest critic of my own work, but I'm very pleased with uh, I can go back and read. I mean, I have a leader archetype, and I can go back and read or listen to, and, and I can see, oh, Okay, yeah, there's that part of me is being animated now. Oh, okay. And then the shadow side is pretty in-depth, actually, for a reason, because the shadow is mostly what keeps us away from our gifts. And, in fact, it's the fourth pillar of the Sacred Wealth Code in discovering it through my book is the greatest gifts in your challenge, the unexpected gateway to wealth. Some of your greatest gifts are locked up in those challenges, like those beliefs we talked about, or the things that happened to you when you were a kiddo, uh, or you know, like, hey, well, you can't make money as that creative. You've got to, you've got to get a business degree. You know, all those things layer up. Or someone just tells you something you, you know, you kind of took a, a chance, and maybe you, you made something uh, in the garage, you know, and someone said, well, you know, we got to throw that away now, you know, and this could have a lasting impact, you know, on a budding mechanic. We just don't know. So the shadow side is very important to know uh, because you need to know whether you're in the shadow or you have a reoccurrent pattern or maybe it's really good to know when you're sort of on the on-ramp to 
going into the shadow side so that you can catch yourself and and get some help. And I even give some processes in the fourth pillar to clear the challenges and clear these beliefs. And also I also give another process with working with the archetypes to actually bring the shadow aspects out into the light because these are unclaimed parts of ourself. This is love moving in the wrong direction. And we don't want to push it away and it's not wrong, it's bad. We need to go into it and love it up. These are parts of ourselves that are sitting in a dark corner somewhere looking at things from a very skewed viewpoint and just really need to be reincorporated into our greatness. Well, and you know, to circle back to how your um, dad says, you know, you're you're the kind of person we could drop you naked in New York City and you come out fully clothed and holding a hundred dollar bill. Okay, so that was part of your story, and yeah. how how did working with that, with just that piece, how did how did working with that change your life? Like, what was the turnaround that you did with that? Well, so part of that, this part of the story that I had told you around reclaiming uh, my ability to receive. Um, You know, obviously I had chosen on a soul level to become independent. And I have, you know, my unique disposition and gifts are that I'm an intuitive and I'm highly sensitive, which used to freak my mom out as a kiddo. But I have also have always been pretty rooted in the world. I've got both sides pretty strong, so I could make my way through New York City. On the inside, I might be, you know, terrified and have, you know, cried halfway through, but I'm going to come out okay on the other side. So, uh, I, you know, I was kind of proud of that for when I was younger when he'd say that, and then I realized, wow, wouldn't it be nice to actually have somewhere to live and go to college? You know, wouldn't it be nice to have someone give to me? But I, then when I started to, to wield it around to, oh, yeah, I know how to move mountains, and I know how to uh, get my needs met, but I don't have to go to the extreme of needing my survival needs met. Um, I learned very early in life that money was freedom. I've worked since I could, I mean, I was babysitting at eight years old. I was ironing for my aunt. I was selling avocados on the corner in Southern California from my parents' grove. I mean, I was whatever I could do. And I had a real job by the time I was 14. I understood that that was, money was freedom. But it wasn't until I really started to embrace my, like, like I always knew that if I could just figure out what I'm really supposed to do, I could go ahead and do it. So that really put me on a quest for a few years in my late teens and my early 20s about what is it that's really mine to do. So I did a lot of jobs. I did a lot of things. And all of that helped me to come back home again, so to speak, because I would lose steam after a little while. I would get bored until it was... You know, it was really until I started to um, be in different teaching type positions, and then yoga came about, and that's when I was, oh, the whole my whole you know this incorporates my inner world and the whole inside out thing that I'd been living but not articulating started to unfold for me. Beautiful, just beautiful. And you know, um, listeners, this book has so many different layers. I mean, uh, what Prima was just talking about, how living from inside out, she takes you through a journey of the different archetypes, and then um, there are suggestions, more ways to connect with your um, your archetypes. And this is, you know, wealth-focused. Like, so which archetype do you feel drawn to? And then, like, some of the questions are, are suggestions. Choose one of them, uh, the archetypes to focus on, then choose one of your high-quality um, or high-value gifts that relates to that archetype, and focus on putting that gift into action today. And then the querying, and how many ways can you use that gift? How does it connect you with your wealth dream? Do this over multiple days with multiple gifts and see what happens. That's one little tiny suggestion. And, you know, she has, you know, she has eight, and then she goes into the reflection. And um, and then she talks about creating your wealth council, which I love that part. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about the wealth council. So, and and if you're wondering, like, how do I even get to my archetypes? We didn't, you know, just to circle back for a minute. And and Cindy, if you want to dive into it, you'll you'll just redirect me back there. But there's the four pillars. I told you about the last pillar actually, which was, you know, the greatest gift in your challenge, the unexpected gateway to wealth. Well, 
I take you through a process of four different steps, four different pillars, so that you, by the time you get to the archetypes, you've activated the parts of you that will let you go through the archetypes and start to choose the ones that really may have your highest value gifts and teach you an elimination process with that. But like I say, so that the archetypes can actually choose you. So let's talk about your wealth council. I call your wealth council literally your archetypes. Most, and when I look at someone's chart, most people's wealth code has three to five archetypes in it, just depending on your combination of purpose and prosperity planets. Now, the reason why even you could, I could give you a system to do this on your own uh, is because I believe that you are connected with your soul. You are feeling it. You are hearing it. You are sensing it. And one of my great joys and purposes is to help open you up to to that and to translate that and to make really good use of that. So that's the intention is I'm opening you up, opening you up to, because I believe the soul already already knows the answers. Let me get you connected so that you can hear and feel and sense what those answers are. So your wealth code is your team of archetypes. Now, your team of archetypes, now I'm going to take it a different layer. That feels like it's outside of you, but it's really inside of you because those archetypes are just representing aspects of yourself. You could think of them as guides, but it's really parts of you, like the best of you. So it's like you being in in counsel with the best of you and knowing exactly what part of you or what part of your team to go to for certain things. So I, and I even go through, like I teach my people to, in my programs, like my Sacred Wealth Circle, like we have, like I even know positionally, as I'm talking to you, we're on the radio so you can't see me, but like I, I kind of draw this half circle behind me because that's where my archetypes stand. Like I know exactly where they are in my in my physical in my space always. I know where to refer to and I'm just very spatial and I just see things that way. So I teach you to have your own unique relationship with them and even where they are and how to counsel with them. So for instance, um, once a week, I sit down with everybody and everybody's talking to me organically all the time, but I sit down with everybody once a week, usually on Sunday or on Monday, and I counsel with them through some tapping in questions that are in my book that I use with my people and you know I and I tap into what are my directives like what are my high value gifts that I'm really being called to focus on right now whether for a particular project or just in general and then and I tap in for some inspired action now this is something I teach anybody who works with me at whatever level whether it's in my premium high program or um, in my membership program or a one time reading that inspired action can be pulled through you. Your soul already knows. So I encourage you to drop into your heart. This process is in the book. It's on. also I'll lead you through it on the online portal. You bring your head down into your heart just simply by taking a couple breaths through your heart, putting your hand on your heart, merging your brilliant mind with the wisdom of your heart, and then letting some questions drop in. And those questions would be like, what's one inspired action I can take to use this gift, like simple stuff like that, and boom, you will get an answer. And it may seem something very related, makes sense logically, and it may not. But when you take that action, you will find that the divine will kick your feet in the right direction. So you can counsel um, also like a specific project or you know that you're doing something like... uh, so right now, also, I have a, a, a deck of Sacred Wealth Code cards. They're all originally painted um, by a beautiful artist, Emma McGuire, that I commissioned to do this, and these are collaborations between us. And so the Sacred Wealth Code card deck should be out in a couple of months. We're just getting printed. And so I am, in fact, I was talking today about getting it printed and some ideas. I hadn't thought about it, so I had to um, access another part of myself um, to Actually, it was my messenger, which is uh, one of Mercury's. And I sat with my messenger earlier today because I was just like kind of stumbling block of like, who's really going to print these? And and so my messenger told me to go and um, research a certain um, uh, site that I belong to uh, as a member, and uh, which I hadn't thought about before. So I did, and that was a turn of events that put me on the phone with somebody today, and I made great headway with that project today. So... Uh, so you can use also specifically for 
specific things. You, maybe you have to go in and lead a group of people, and you want to activate your leader. Like maybe, oh, you're feeling like I'm not really up to it. Well, you call upon your leader. You call upon those gifts, and you embody those. And you got a team with you all the time. That's your wealth council. It's fabulous. And, and you know, I think it's great that you sit down with your council and you consistently are doing that, and then that is guiding you to be able to then guide others even more. It's like it, oh, yeah, all, totally. it all, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I didn't just spit this funny. out and I'm watching TV now, guys. You know, I'm doing it. You know? <laughs> I remember one time one of the teachers that I brought to St. Louis did whole, whole Ho'oponopona, and she was doing the yeah. the process while she did it. And, I heard, and there were like, I don't know, 150 people in the room. And this guy came up to me afterwards and he said, as many years as she's been doing that, she did it right along with us. I said, mm-hmm, I know. I said, Always. I mean, that's why I bring her to St. Louis because she's authentic, you know. I mean, and she's doing the work. And you know, that's I think what comes over and over again in your book. It's like, it's like such confirmation. Like when you're really listening and 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 living in your highest and best good, you know, your gifts. You you just kept bringing it over and over. The blueprint just falls into place. It's like that they intersect. You know, like it all works. It, it, it I don't know if I explained that very well, but but I no, you, but I no, you did. But I, I do want to circle back to one thing, which is um, you mentioned authentic, and I know that word has been thrown around a lot. But you know, I want to talk about the energy of 2017 for a moment because the energy of 2017 is really, to me, so much about authenticity, uh, presence, being absolutely current. Um, last year was a tough year for a lot of people. There was a lot. There was some challenging aspects. Mars and Saturn were just in a push-pull relationship that was really, and there were a couple other things that were really pretty challenging for for a lot of us. Now, um, because I knew that was there, I could strategize around it. But I don't, you know, I don't get out of the whole thing. I have to still go through. This year has been filled is filled with a lot of light, and you may still feel like you're in the wake of last year's storm. Well, that's there's there's some stuff, some work you need to do so you can get into um, the currency of the light that we have now. And the light that we have now is also uh, Venus and Jupiter are, are, for the last four months, have been just been shining their light, the two brightest planets, on one another. Well, there was a time where we had uh, Mercury, the third um, brightest planet, all the benefics together. This has brought more light. It's brought um, really grace to some areas of your own soul blueprint. These archetypes that are within these planets have really been lit up during this time. But it's also brought out a lot of truth. So you might say, oh, yeah, but look at the state of affairs. Well, that's because there's a lot of truth coming to the surface that nobody's been willing to really look at for a while, and it's messy right now, and that's okay. But the energy of 2017... I just would love for you to realize that you are being called to be more authentic than ever. And we all have been wearing plenty of veils. And it's time to just peel them off. And I'm really hoping that if the Sacred Wealth Code work resonates for you, that you that you use it, and that's one of the reasons for it, to be more you. What it is that you want to give the world or you want to figure out what it is you want to give the world, that is exactly what the world wants from you and needs from you. The, sh- you know, the paradigm shift we're in right now, you chose to be here at some level, and you're a part of the shift. And... It's nothing outside of you. It's within you and bringing it forward. And I know it's vulnerable, and maybe you don't even know what that is yet. Um, that's why we can help you get there. But even people who aren't maybe as aware, uh, their BS meter is up. We're just not buying it anymore, so to speak. So you don't need to be like anyone else. You just need to be 100% of you. And your vulnerability is welcome, but your gifts are really, really welcome and needed. I would agree. And, you know, last year, you know, um, I, I, I host a new moon and, and or full moon mm-hmm. meditation every month, but I did full moon for 2016. And I'll tell you what, the way you described it was spot on. It was change or be changed. I mean, that was the whole deal with last year. It was a lot of people that resisted change just had a really hard time with it. And it was a balancing act. I mean, it was like, really? Really? And then this year is lighter. I totally agree that it's lighter, and yet it's heavier. 
And but I don't think it's yeah. a bad. It's a. It's not a bad heavier. I mean, I. I, I, I said to someone, and we're not going to get into politics, but I said to someone, <laughs> was I really that naive to not get, like, some of this stuff that was going on? I said, was I that naive? And she said, no. Politics has always been this way. It's just that right now we're seeing it with different eyes. And I was like, yeah, that, it that's just a feels great, like it's, that's a great <laughs> That's a great way yeah. to put it. We are, you know, we are seeing it with different eyes. And, you know, and there's also, you know, we only have so much bandwidth, too, and where we choose to put our attention. Um, so the, um, you know, like you said, it's lighter, but it feels heavier. I just want to touch on that for a moment. You see, that we need to actually take the baggage and put it down, or it's going to feel heavy whether it's light or dark out. So whatever, you know, and this is the shadow stuff. This is the shadow side, and that's why, you know, if you get into your sacred wealth coach, you'll also um, be able to really dive into your shadow. And I want you to do it with a great openness of heart to yourself because this is where we need to put our baggage down so that we can get up to speed. You've got to to get with the current energy. You've got to be present. If you're carrying your baggage around still, financing your past, it's very hard to be present. Now, I can say that, and I also realize that it takes some help to get there, okay? And I'm certainly still putting my baggage down, too. And I know Cindy's putting her – I mean, this is a lifelong process, okay? Oh, it is. But um, (laughs) get the help that you need to put it down so that you can feel some of the levity. And be careful about pushing against things because you feed things that you push against. Be aware. Um, like the Honorable Warrior is a great archetype to, if it's, even if it's not one of yours, just to read because the Honorable Warrior takes a stand for what you believe in and for who you who you're you're helping, uh, not pushing against, but taking a stand for. That energy will outweigh what we're against. So I really believe that if we all get really deep into our own gifts and and hone our focus there and pull some of our focus away from the stuff that depletes our energy and distracts us because that's what is wanted right now um, on the other side of things, on the darker side of things, you know, is to distract us. But don't be distracted by that. You've got got plenty of work to do and stuff to play with with yourself. Wow. So... Oh, I don't even know where to go next. There's so many things I still want to ask. <laughs> just ask anything. <laughs> well, and you know, and I like that you did the four pillars before you got to the archetypes. That really was helpful as a reader, and and you know, and understanding the process. I mean, this book really takes you on a journey, and then when you get to those archetypes, you're like, oh, oh. But what? Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of a strange question. Okay, do you find that? Um, like people dip into several of these, even if they're not their strongest, but just by learning about the others, they can identify it and say, oh, 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 that's that part coming out, or that's that archetype, but that doesn't serve me. My highest and best gifts are over here. Yeah. And it's useful to know that. It's useful, and that's why, you know, going through all of uh, the archetypes and in the book is a refinement process of, um, you know, Am I am I animating what is what I'm good at, what I'm comfortable at, um, or is this my highest value gifts? And the thing about your highest value gifts are that, you know, one of the greatest human fears is the fear of the unknown, and uh, you know, you really don't know who you are, what will happen when you really are in your highest value gifts because you haven't been there yet. And and how I can say that is because I don't care how much you've been in your highest value gifts, there is a new frontier every time you step into it. It's an expanding universe that is an expanding set of skills. You will learn more about yourself and the world. You will be able to do things you never dreamed possible. It's And so it will never be boring, I promise you. But there is an element to the unknown because uh, you don't really know whether you, you know what's going to happen. And the things of will I be accepted? Will I be loved? All that stuff comes up. Well, if you accept yourself, it all starts at home. And if you love yourself and you start accepting these these gifts, yes. So it is important to circle back to your question. Like I know that I have a very strong, like I said, I have a very strong Saturn in my chart. I have a very strong administrator. It lives with the mystic in my chart. That is not a uh, that is not a wealth on the material plane 
um, combination. It's a very wealthy spiritual plane combination, and it serves me very well uh, in my spiritual growth, but it will work me to the bone if I animate those archetypes. And, and that's what I was doing at my, my center. It was like I was working myself um, way, way, way too hard instead of really, really being in my brilliance. Well, and you were supporting all these people. You were you were manifesting, but then it was going to your teachers. It was going to the, you know, to the landlord, to the insurance for the studio, to the. I mean, I got it. I read it. This I was goes like, on, you know. Okay. I, oh, I understood. I understood. You know, I've been I've been doing Spirit Seeker magazine for twenty years, and yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> I know. I mean, I know what it costs to print, to ship, to design, to to, to distribute. Yeah. It's like. Okay, and you know, costs just keep going up. That's why so many magazines are now online mm. only. And you know, I mean, it's just I still like to hold it. I still like to see it. And I know a lot of other people are that way. But you know, sometimes you have to change and and go with a different flow. Um, and you know, and so I'm I'm actually you know when I I'm, I'm I can't wait till. You know, the magazine just went to the printer and was printed today, and it's like I normally have a week afterwards where I just kind of get to regroup. So this yeah. morning I planted my herbs, and I was just like, okay, so the 20th anniversary, and, I, and you know, I always tune in to the guests that I'm interviewing, you know, and I, it's, it's, I know it probably sounds funny, but it's like I tune in and I just process the information and, you know, think, okay, what are the best questions to ask tonight, you know, and I work intuitively, but I also I'm tune in. I'm the same in. way. This, doesn't, this sounds normal to me. I was in my garden <laughs> getting prepped for a session earlier today. I was, yeah, I, I, this sounds like my world. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's like, but because I always get answers in nature, like this blue jay yeah. was singing this morning, and then last week, I had an owl that hooted all day long. I kid you not, during the day, all day long, not just a couple times, all day long. And then, and then and he's been silent. So today when I was uh, planting all the herbs, there was the owl. And I was like, okay, welcome back. <laughs> you know, And it's just, you know, I, I communicate with animals. It's just one of the deals. But listen, we are almost out of time. I know uh, your website is sacredwealthcode.com. Um, do you want to share anything else about upcoming classes, your mentoring program, yeah, anything sure. at all? That, yeah, I mean, anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh um, sacredwealthcode.com will get you to my main site and I won't even tell you that because it's just the easiest doorway in you can grab the book there uh, if you grab the book at you, the book you can grab at Amazon your Sacred Wealth Code but if you go to the website and then click the Amazon button and come back and put your information in you will also get uh, a master class and some other and some other goodies there too as well so um, you can get the book there it's right front and center um, also if you're interested in a Sacred Wealth Code reading um, I have a great membership program where we I teach you actually how to do all of this, and that's my Sacred Wealth Code circle. Um, the uh, quiz, um, I forgot to tell you about the free quiz. It's front and center there, too. So I created a quiz out of seven of the most popular archetypes, and you can take the quiz and discover what one of yours is, and you'll get a beautiful description, and you'll get a couple of trainings that go along with that as well. Um, so the, everything you need is is, is right there. Um, what I What's not there is I'll be doing some... Um, I'll be doing some uh, live uh, workshops uh, coming up in the fall, but that will be there soon, and the cards will be coming out soon. So just go there and peruse a little bit and see what, what pulls you, sacredwealthcode.com. Okay, and there's a wonderful article by um, Prima in the May issue of Spirit Seeker, um, and that is online, and then it will be archived afterwards. And remember, listeners, this show, the minute it is finished, is converted into a blog. So it's a downloadable file. It is an MP3 file. You can um, download that, listen to it on your iPod. You can forward the link to um, friends, family, relatives. You can post it on your social media to share and say, hey, I heard this great interview. Um, you know, all of this helps get the word out and supports authors um, like Prima with her wonderful book, um, Your Sacred Wealth Code. And this show is free. It's brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine, and it is part of Spirit Seeker's divine purpose um, to help and support the people on the front lines doing the work to make the world a better place. So, Prima, you're doing it. You're doing the work. And um, any final words of wisdom you'd like to share with us tonight? Yeah. So I just want to say that Remember that your soul already knows. There's a lot of information coming at you. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and change agents and visionaries. And, you know, if you're in that realm, there's a lot of, um, you know, shoulds and marketing advice and trying to figure it out. 
Well, if you will take the inside-out path and your sacred wealth code will help you to do that. And remember that everything that anybody else is telling you you should do was made up by somebody. And you can find the way I really support you in finding what's really right for you because not the same strategy is right for, for everyone. And just right now, take the time to, if you don't do anything else with, with what you've heard today, just tune into what one of your high-value gifts is and just ask yourself, hey, what's one of my, what is one of my divine gifts? And go and use it. Go and use it today and use it tomorrow and start to see what happens for you because your soul already knows what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, where you should be doing it. But it's time to tune in and ask. And like I said, what you want to give the world, the world wants for you. I imagine a world where we're all living in alignment with our soul blueprint, in touch with our highest potential, and with what true prosperity is for us, which is very, very individual. And I also want to thank you, Cindy, for the work that you're doing in the world through Spirit Seeker and your brilliance as well. You're doing just an amazing service, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. From my heart to your heart, thank you so much. And I just am glad that our paths have crossed and you're, you know, you, you came across Spirit Seeker. So thank you, thank you. And I'm grateful for your work. It was a fabulous interview, and um, I enjoyed working with you. So anything I can do to help you, let me know. Thank you so much. Okay. Much blessings okay. To Thank you. Good night, everyone. <laughs> 